Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Here we are back to episode 11, Devils, I've already forgotten what it's called. <laughs> Devil's it? Deal. Devil's Deal. Devil's Deal. <laughs> um, do you know what? I was, so I just literally went to the supermarket before coming to here, and it made me think of the Bad Batch only because <laughs> I was just I parked my car and I was just about to go in, and um, there was like not so much an altercation. Well, kind of an altercation. So there was like six members of staff from the supermarket who obviously had seen somebody tried to steal something from the supermarket and i don't think by law or or you should they they never really want to get involved do they because it's just not worth it so i think one person like grabbed the bag didn't grab the person grabbed the bag that the guy was holding and he held on to that and then fell on the floor because he clearly wasn't a hundred uh, percent there individual should i say um and i was thinking i was like do you know what this is this is the type of time that i would love those little those little stunt shoots you know the blue circles that have all that you could just go there you go guys <laughs> sorted <laughs> absolutely sorted just go in and do your uh do your business <laughs> i love that it's like the most yeah it's the most useful sort of um gadget that the empire have come up with which is like non-lethal isn't it yeah yeah so andy these days like you know what i'm tired of your noise <laughs> yeah. well, well i just need a quick nap <laughs> just do it on yourself <laughs> um, uh, like you probably would have used it uh, when people getting too close to you at the stadium um, and just to walk your way to your seat do you, do you, do you, do you cheers guys <laughs> move you know just like pieces part, part of people yeah, just uh, guns, I mean yeah but you know obviously uh, I talk about uh, <laughs> the bad batch as well but I just say I mean, can't you agree with us, guys? That would be extremely helpful in so many situations. Just not yeah. even have to get into the altercation, just shoot and you're done. Um, that would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, but what, what altercation, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are um, going into, hey, we're visiting a new world. It's something we always love. Ryloth, the uh-huh. king of Ryloth. Isn't that what it's called? That's what they're called, I believe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was yeah, just Ryloth throughout the episode. Uh, I was going to ask actually, is this is this one that appears in the Clone Wars? Ah, see, now this is the thing. So, two characters here are important. Well, uh, others others feature, mm-hmm. should I say? But two characters are, I call it in the Dave Filoni verse, so to speak. In the even though it's, <laughs> you know, he's not exactly creating all these people, but it's it's. It comes up in there. now. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna find. I just. I just want to double check. One is. One is Chopper. So the yep. little R2 unit you saw. Burp, 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 uh, yeah. That's Chopper. Absolutely love Chopper. Chopper is can be a right douche, but also a hilarious <laughs> individual. Um. <laughs> Chopper. <laughs> when, so, when I heard the name Chopper, it reminded me of that Australian serial killer, or the guy in jail. You know, Chopper. Oh yeah, Chopper, Chopper mate. 
Yeah, what? Right. Mike? Uh, Eric Banner and all that, but. <laughs> also, annoying droid. <laughs> yes. So, but, but who we get is we get Hera. Um, yeah. So, Hera is the young girl who is with Chopper. Now, Hera is a main character in Star Wars Rebels, which is the second Dave Filoni series that he created. Clone Wars. Um, there, there was a point where Clone Wars went to, I can't remember what year, season six wrapped. It then stopped for a fair few years, and then they brought it back to do um, season seven. During that time, there was another series um, called Star Wars Rebels, which right. tells another timeline, which is about... 10, 15 or so years, maybe a bit longer than this one, 20 years maybe, something like this, along. Because if you remember in the first episode of The Bad Batch, we see that young Jedi. Yeah. Um, So Caleb, right? Caleb, right. So Caleb turns into um, Kanan. Mm. He changes his name. When he grows up, he turns into Kanan. Kanan is one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels. Um, who helps train a young Jedi called Ezra, blah, 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 blah. But uh, Hera, or Hera, is the, she's the pilot. She's the one of the main characters in the Star Wars Rebels series. So it's another bringing a character back into a, uh, oh. another Dave Filoni show. So it's very, it's always, it's also great to see. I've <laughs> just seen the yeah. batch on in the background and <laughs> Chopper's subtitles. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, it's Chopper. And obviously his was translated to... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was just reading on, on like, a kind of uh, an episode sort of review uh, about how Hero was, like, in in Rebels and stuff. And, yeah, I wanted to kind of run it by you because, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, from this episode, it felt like she was really being established as a character. And I was wondering, like, oh, wow, she's got so much context. Like, not just her, but her family and her... you know, and the home planet as well, Ryloth. So I thought, you know, she she must have some importance later down the line, and clearly she does. Um, clearly she does. And now, I would, for me personally, I I do, I very much enjoy the Clone Wars, but Star Wars Rebels for me, I enjoyed even more. I very much liked that setup. It was very much a setup of you know these almost mercenary types, almost like the Bad Batch to a certain extent, but more of a mixed bag of peoples. Um, so that was that was a, a very enjoyable series, and I highly recommend you watch that series because it's got some extremely good um, storylines in it, very good storylines involving Anakin, and uh, you get um, Ahsoka in it, and you get... Uh, uh, Anakin as Darth Vader and all that type of stuff. So it's very interesting. So I definitely highly recommend it. Well, I mean, you know, the more we watch of the Bad Batch, and actually the more this series develops and goes on, the more I'm finding, you know, these Star Wars animation series really impressive, actually, in terms of the storyline. I mean, this episode, I'd say I really, really loved. Um, you know, as, like we had said last week, you know, there's all this contextual build to to start the classic trilogy of Star Wars that we've been like crying out for. And we had it in the last episode. And now in this one, I just felt that we got so much of it to the point where we, you know, the Bad Batch only featured for about five minutes, you know, 
Um, and just I just loved all the politicking on Ryloth and with the Senator Tar, who's clearly, you know, uh, corrupt and in cahoots with the Empire. Um, and then, of course, you have like the loyalists on the planet to the, the army and also the way that the Empire is maneuvering to remove like their armies away from this planet and the Empire essentially taking care of that, which is, you know, warning signals all around. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a really cool episode. It really, had, you know, had time to kind of set the scene and, and breathe and, you know, have these characters really establish themselves and the connections. And yeah, I just thought it was a really, I, I just really love that, you know, how we jump into like a whole new world and you grow and, and meet these characters and, and just, yeah, seeing how the Empire is, is, you know, using their dirty tricks to kind of create division and, and take over worlds, really. So yeah, great episode. So I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to catch up on Rebels too after this, you know? <laughs> well, definitely. I mean, this is what we talked about before, world building, and we talked about expanding the Bad Batch from, obviously, the arc, which is going to follow mainly through this particular season. But when you think about it in terms of time frames and you think about what the Clone Wars covered, um, and then it, obviously, the Bad Batch picks up exactly as the Clone Wars finished, and then Rebels is obviously a number of years on, from this so it's very much you feel well the bad batch now can fill that timeline in this particular form of animation between bad batch and rebels uh, no sorry between clone wars and rebels the bad batch can fill it and if we're fortunate enough to get the same amount of seasons five seasons six seasons seven seasons there's so much content and i feel these episodes are when you're in a series that's 16 episodes You've got time. You've got time to return back to the main story arc. We're only 11 episodes in, which means we've still got five more to go. And I feel these episodes are really key. We've had a couple now, but like we said before, it's very Star Wars-esque in the sense that this is how Star Wars builds its greater story, its fringe story. And I just feel it. It adds, a, we love it when a bit of Star Wars politics gets involved. We always, oh, yes. always love a bit of Star Wars politics, but it's great because it's it's interesting because we never quite get to fully see the first establishing years of the Empire as much. Yeah, that's something that's not really covered at all, apart from in comic books. A New Hope, it's already the Empire's already a thing and has been for like twenty plus years. Um, so in Rogue One, and that's literally set a week before A New Hope, yeah. um, <laughs> and you get like a brief hint of it from times when they jump back in time, um, but you don't really get this time period. So it's a time period which I feel the Bad Batch could definitely build into because just you know more Bad Batch, more Empire, more different worlds, more characters, more politics, and away we go, right? Absolutely. And also, I mean, even the, the, the Twi'leks, I believe they're called. Um, I mean, we've seen this, their kind of Star Wars species in so many different films as well, you know, with the kind of big hanging, um, I don't know what I'd call them, like maybe antennae or, or yes. hair. Type of, <laughs> like, anyway, but, so, so to even learn more about their kind of home planet and, and you know, uh, goings on is also really interesting from you know that perspective as well. So, yeah, I uh, yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's it's I mean, this is just the stuff that we've been talking about, and actually that that's one of the key things I think with this episode that gets across so well is 
we, you know, we've been talking about how throughout the series, the writing is just getting stronger and stronger. And this one, it felt like it was almost effortless with the writing and just being able to interweave like interesting political storylines with the Bad Batch's arc and where they're fitting in as well. And, and also, as you, you know, as we see, like <clears throat> their whole relationship with Sid and how that's constantly feeding them into new storylines and, and, new ways of them essentially screwing over the empire as well. Uh, you know, the, the place they came from and, uh, yeah. And it's just, and I'll, I mean, and not just the writing I have to say in this episode, I, I found the animation very impressive. It feels like everything's getting more and more detailed from like ships to faces to droids, you know, it, it's, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm getting, as the show goes on, I'm becoming more and more impressive, becoming more of a fan, you know? Um, when when you particularly just spoke about them, the animation getting more impressive, where I'm literally sitting watching the point in the episode where they go for, when we first see the Bad Batch in this episode, where they go mm. and make a transaction over weapons. Once again, Bad Batch is still working for Sid. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing. But this whole scene with you know the backdrop of the night sky and different planets and just the ships that some aspects of these scenes looks like it's live action yeah it's absolutely brilliant it like yeah it really like you just said it seems like animation is stepping up along with the storylines yeah which is just thrilling to watch actually because as, as you know you you have different species coming along and yeah, and then uh, even characters like Crosshair, to be honest, I mean, he even looks, you know, I've noticed, I mean, his suit seems to be getting more and more worn, um, mm. which goes to show, which I, I think really illustrates his character in terms of how he's just getting more and more fed up with doing things like the normal way. And he just is this sort of rogue <laughs> who will essentially get the Empire's uh, mission done at any cost, you know. Um, and yeah, so it's just, it feels like it's just continuously stepping up like week after week, which, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a very, it's a great viewing experience. And as a Star Wars fan, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I feel that it's, you know, because we, we'd spoken about as well that if at points, you know, in the beginning it felt a bit child, maybe a bit kid friendly at points too much in terms of the way the animation was rendered and maybe some of the writing. But now it's just like, I, I don't get a hint of that at all, really. I just feel that it's like, it's just a Star Wars fan's kind of, you know, true enjoyment. It's a great vehicle for it, really, you know? Yeah, and do you, do you know what? It's kind of, I feel the day they really caught on to in the fact that I love animation. You can get away with more, you can do more, you can take more risks. I feel that you could definitely can with live action. There isn't the same, for some reason, there's not the same scrutiny that there is around when you do anything live action. So I very much feel, and I know there's like a ton of series planned and it's almost like they're already doing it, even though I'm going to tell them that's what they should be doing. But <laughs> it's, I feel at the moment, it's, it's almost like the best way to build Star Wars. Yeah. Is, and, and I feel it's the best way to sit in the known time period of Star Wars, Star Wars is doing these long form series. And then when you when Star Wars eventually goes back to the big screen, which it will for when it make, wants to make it serious uh, cash, is they should just you just need to do a slate, whether it's going to be a slate of three films or an arc that are just it's nowhere near whenever the Skywalker stuff happens, you know, a thousand years somewhere either side or whatever or so far removed that you can just build a whole different world on the big screen again and not have it relate to anything. And then for those 
people because it makes sense for the more diehard for the ones who do have the disney plus subscription who are going to be watching these episodes week by week as they come out that's where you can tell and expand like they will with the obi-wan series and we get the Pet series you can still live in this time period because as we can clearly see there's so many um parts to this that have never been touched and you can you can do the same they've done it in the comics the comics sit a lot in between like a new hope and empire or yeah. empire in return all those middle times that years have passed all the missions that went on that we never saw before so i feel that kind of way around when they do come back to the big screen of star wars it just should be so far removed from skywalker that it's a whole new generational experience i completely agree and I would agree even more if David Filoni was overseeing that too. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of, you know what? It seems very much um, it works when you get the treat, when you get Kathleen Kennedy, Filoni, and Favreau as the trilogy yeah. moving forward, and you get the Favreau and Filoni ideas. Those three should just, like, in the same way that I think it's Luis Esposito and Kevin Feige, and I feel there's one more due for Marvel, those three should just sit, just sit on all the projects in that producer role. Just make sure it all kind of makes Makes sense. sense. Qualities there, yeah, absolutely. You're just going to be hitting home runs. That's that's what's going to be happening. It's going to transition from this, like, polarising, well, you're probably going to, you're still getting the the stupid fans um, for any kind of... um, and so when I say that stupid fans, I don't mean it's like you're stupid because you don't like anything. I mean, the ones who are just like toxic for the sake of being toxic. Yeah, the ones um, who, who dislike everything apart from the original trilogy. That's yeah, like, yeah. It's God. just like, OK, but you've got to understand <laughs> that you grew up at some yeah. point. Um, and that's that's why your brain doesn't process it in the same way, because you're not a child watching it. Um, and also but, the, I mean, there's also that massive hype around kind of, you know, for Star Wars, especially for the prequels, it became like popular to hate on them. That any any redeeming qualities all of yeah. a sudden were like not redeeming and still part of like the same, you know, miserable experience. When and actually, you know, yeah, and it's already happening. It's already turning into as soon as more years go past, more people will realize, oh, you know, they actually enjoyed this bit and I actually enjoyed that bit, and stop hating on people and hating on particular actors who had nothing to do with the writing on it. It's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, that would be like a formula, wouldn't it? Going forward, just those three, just sit across it. You're all yeah. part of the same company as Marvel, and if you don't know how they do it, go in and sit in Marvel and you know do some work experience for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to get an internship with Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Kathleen Kelly. Shadow him for two weeks as he goes across the project. Maybe they can have one of those out of office like team building days, you know, and and all put ideas down for each other's series, and you know, <laughs> yeah. that'll be really fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, but in terms of this particular series, because we keep going off on tangents, <laughs> like, like we said before, um, we seem to thoroughly be enjoying it in the sense that it seems that it just seems to be a step up and. We very much feel, I think it was the first Sid episode is when it first took its shift into something else. And since then, it hasn't felt kiddie or in any way, or it's just really good writing. Yeah. Um, And animation quality is getting better and better. 
and uh, it's just adding so much building filling out a story that uh, so it's not sitting on one arc and hoping for that arc to completely deliver it's giving you so many side characters and different yeah. stories that are going on that if you're looking to build it in the seasons to come we've got plenty of tangents to go on uh, go off on yeah absolutely and you know I really, I have to say, one of the, ep- the moments in this episode I really enjoyed was, like, Hera. Well, you know, you kind of meet Hera, and I was just hoping, like, like you know, she's the same age as Omega, you know? And, like, maybe Omega can have a friend. And actually, when they met, it was actually a really lovely encounter. And kind of, you know, happened as, as you think it would. But it's also just a great way to... I, I just thought it was a really nice scene in terms of, it, you know, kind of... Again, like highlighting Omega and like how far she's come with the Bad Batch and like where she sits with all that and the fact that you know they see her as one of you know as one of their own now and then but just also to have Hera there and and now learning that she is this greater character in Rebels, um, having that sort of context of that intro to her, I thought was really interesting and also you know seeing how she was <laughs> talking about how she loved being a pilot and and it was. You know, it kind of harked back to uh, Luke Skywalker and, you know, that whole idea of getting off the planet and wanting to fly beyond the stars and, you know, really take on that adventure, which I, I just, it's just that real classic Star Wars spirit that you can really drink up, you know. Um, so I really enjoyed that that whole moment. And also, I even thought, you know, did, did she have a little bit of the uh, the force in her? Because she's there talking about, you know, how she flies and feels her, her kind of her way through the stars and, I just ah that Star Wars magic of like it's kind of the Star Wars religion really at this point you know like Jediism or whatever you want to call it um, and I just I don't know I, I I had a bit of a nostalgic sort of moment you know how I felt as a kid watching Star Wars and and the whole adventure aspect like watching that so yeah I just thought it was a really great scene and actually and uh, yeah as we said like the rest of the episode was great as well I mean the the whole Again, that whole Empire double cross at the end as well, I thought was really cool in terms of the writing and also just highlighting that, you know, that division creation from the Empire and how cunning and, and ruthless they are, you know, with people like Crosshead, you know, taking out engines and tracking people and seemingly being everywhere, the, you know, evil bastard. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> my, my language, but, you know, he's just, he's just, so, he's becoming so tyrannical as well. That's kind of, and, and just, as I said, like unbelievably ruthless to the point where it's actually quite a, yeah, it's just, you know, usually we have a Sith tape, but here you've got, you know, just a ruthless soldier who's cunning and, and smart and, you know, just doing everything he can to essentially, you know, ensure that the Empire succeeds, you know? Well, he's going the right way in terms of becoming a real villain, isn't he? Because he's now got slight of the facial disfigurement as well. So okay. he's he's following the old Sidious and uh, Vader way very much so. <laughs> So he's ticking, yeah. he's ticking those um, Dark Lord or main enemy uh, boxes off quite swiftly. Um, he, yeah, gosh, he's just a douchebag, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. really, you know, he, he's really, I mean, they've got that inhibitor chip turned up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> You've got to make up for, the, for the, the other four, you know, who have like defected. It's like, well, let's make this guy really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really put the emphasis on bad batch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, like, yeah. The other, the other lot are just a batch. He's yeah. the bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. The bad and the batch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, it does. It it very much has that nostalgic feel, and it sits. It sits in that age old um, 
because Star Wars is just following that adventure formula of the hero and it's the formula that has worked through the generations because it's just it's just the way to tell a story if you you know have it aligned with adventure and wanting to go out to the world and explore and be true to yourself and all this type of stuff go to your trials and tribulations yeah go to your trials and tribulations with a lightsaber in hand (laughs) and discover the world but um it's very exciting. I'm very much looking forward to what happens in the next episodes. I'm loving all this building um, in the different worlds. And we get to see a few more clones as well in this episode. So that's always fun to enjoy at the same time. So I think we're going to leave it there, guys. And we're going to look forward to next week. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.